You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now a word from our sponsor, Netscope. Netscope is a worldwide leader in SASE and Zero Trust. Its unified platform, Netscope One, provides optimized access and zero trust security for people, devices, and data anywhere they go, helping customers reduce risk, accelerate performance, and get unrivaled visibility into any cloud, web, and private application activity. To learn more about how Netscope helps customers be ready for anything on their sassy journey, visit netskope.com. NATO websites down during alliance meetings. Successful scissors and paste cyber espionage campaign seems to emanate from South Asia. ISIS and Al-Qaeda vie for jihadist mindshare online. Anonymous hacks targets in Zimbabwe and South Africa. A reported Kindle credential breach may be largely bogus. Eleanor, Mac malware and its privacy threat. State Department email scandals remain under investigation. And Pokemon Go seems to be catching them all. So Ash Ketchum, call your office. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Monday, July 11, 2016. NATO meetings last week addressed a wide range of security issues, but prominent among these were concerns about cyber operations, especially insofar as they figure in transnational threats, like those posed by ISIS and in the hybrid warfare practiced by an increasingly assertive Russia. Several of the alliance's websites sustained outages during the meetings. NATO is investigating whether these were hacks or just glitches. Two sites were affected, both associated with NATO's Allied Transformation Command, which is based in Norfolk, Virginia. As is often the case, evidence is ambiguous at best, but a lot of suspicious eyes are being cast towards Moscow. In South Asia, these scissors-and-paste exploitations of an array of known and for the most part long-patched Microsoft vulnerabilities are revealed to have enjoyed surprising success, showing that attackers can innovate without innovative zero-days. Symmetria last week identified the threat group behind the attacks as Patchwork, a name which is evocative of the threat actor's approach. Kaspersky is calling the actors Dropping Elephant, or China Strats, It's an espionage campaign whose principal targets are Chinese, but which has also prospected organizations in Australia, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, Uruguay, the U.S., and Bangladesh. Attribution is still unclear, but most speculation has turned toward India. ISIS is stepping up its online presence and targeted recruiting in out-of-area operations. This bears out the predictions of several observers who have foreseen that loss of the terrorist group's core territories in the Levant would drive it towards other geographic areas. ISIS is recruiting jihadists for projected campaigns in the Philippines, and it's also launched a newspaper designed to appeal to Malaysian expatriates. The caliphate's principal rival, al-Qaeda, is also upping its online presence as one of the late Osama bin Laden's sons is threatening belated vengeance for the U.S. raid into Pakistan that killed his father in 2011. Anonymous is back and active against targets in Zimbabwe and South Africa. One operation, hashtag ShutdownZimbabwe, has rendered some government websites in that country unavailable. People claiming to speak for the hacktivist collective say more hacks are to come. In other action, this one marked with the familiar hashtag OpAfrica, South Africa's Arms Corps was breached. Arms Corps is a procurement arm of South Africa's defense establishment. 
Information apparently taken from Arms Corps' networks has appeared online, and it includes details of various arms transactions with international suppliers. Someone claiming to represent Anonymous says they accomplished the breach through a SQL injection attack. A hacker going by the handle ox to taylor who also claimed responsibility for last week's breach of the Baton Rouge police, dumped a bunch of data he claims represents Amazon Kindle credentials. But what those data actually are remains unclear. They may be fake or they may be bot accounts. OX to Taylor has tweeted that Amazon is a big wealthy company that ought to have better security, and that besides, they ignored his request for $700 in exchange for keeping silent, so there. Several researchers who've looked into the data conclude that, at worst, it's premature to get too worried about the claimed breach. Network defenders are talking a great deal about threat hunting. We hear from Chris Garretts, InfoSight CEO, about what this approach entails. Well, hunting threats is the focused effort to try to find adversaries that are already penetrated the network. Hunting for malicious software that's installed in our systems, or it's hunting for uh, the malicious use of credentials, such as an, uh, an administrative account, uh, being used by a hacker. Most technologies today that defend a network are designed to prevent attacks, trying to alert on an attack in progress. Uh, so they'll use different behavior models to do that. Really what we're doing is building our wall higher and higher. And what we've come to realize is no matter how big that wall we create, our networks are incredibly complex and people are going to get through. Garrett says there are a variety of approaches to threat hunting. One of them involves analytics. Our security software today and our networking uh, topologies, they're, they're collecting a lot of data. They're collecting logs. They're collecting alerts that we may or may not be looking at because there's so many of them. So let's apply analytics to that and see if we can get additional context out of that data to find those threats. And so that's a very, that's a, that's a model that a lot of ex-NSA guys are coming out and doing because they have a lot of experience with analytics and large caches of data. A different model is to look at the workstation or server device itself. My particular expertise is looking at a device and seeing um, what software is running on there, what software is triggered to run, uh, and then if there's any logs or, or indications or artifacts that someone has used this system maliciously, either currently or in the past. And so, a, you know, a direct look at a device going beyond what just an antivirus is going to scan for to verify what's on that system. That's another way of hunting. Garrett's compares the reports we get from much of our defensive software to weather reports. People are naturally, when they, when they hear a weather warning, like a tornado or something like that, they're going to look out their window. They're going to turn on the TV because they want to know, is this a threat to me and is this threat real? Storm warnings and storm predictions are typically not that reliable. And so what we're finding today is alerts that, that are produced by our security software are typically unreliable. And so we have to be able to verify those alerts. Are they, are they real? Um, hunting kind of picks up the slack of being able to verify so many alerts that are being generated by our software. He also advises that organizations not be intimidated by the term threat hunting. This is a trainable process, and this is something that uh, organizations can't adopt you know, just like they adopted security operations centers over the last few years. You know, this is something that uh, can be taught and can be effective in their network. That's Chris Garretts. He's the CEO of InfoSight. There's now some hard evidence car thieves are turning to hacking tools to make off with vehicles. Security cameras in Houston, Texas, have caught someone stealing a 2010 Jeep Wrangler using a laptop. 
The theft took more than 10 minutes, so the crooks are well behind the Hollywood Gone in 60 Seconds standard established in 1974. But the security footage is evidence of what's probably, alas, a coming trend. Little steps for little feet, but they'll get faster. More is out on Eleanor, the Mac malware whose existence researchers disclosed last week. In a scare headline, Naked Security reports that Eleanor, quote, tries to hook your webcam up to the dark web, end quote, webcam and dark web being the operative's scary words. We trust most of you have placed opaque tape over your webcams. Inquiry into the U.S. State Department email scandals isn't over, even though the Justice Department decided last week not to indict presumptive Democratic presidential nominee and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. State has reopened its own internal investigation. Congress wants to hear more of what the FBI described as lax security culture at Foggy Bottom, and Republicans look forward to keeping the scandal alive through November. Finally, you may have noticed people walking around outdoors more absorbed in their mobile devices than ever. And by people, I mean my entire family. The explanation is that Pokemon Go is out and it's very popular. Our technical editor gives the game two thumbs up, by the way. It involves geocaching and augmented reality. As entertaining as the game may be, its release is also accompanied by some security weirdness. In one case, a Wyoming player was led to climb a fence and approach a river where she found, to her dismay, a drowning victim. Pokemon Go is also being spoofed by a rat. Proofpoint has found the familiar Android remote access trojan Droidjack packaged as a bogus version of the game. Should you download Pokemon Go, don't do so from dodgy sites. Use official, relatively well-vetted app stores. If you're playing Pokemon Go, you're probably not worried about an encounter with Squirtle, or even Squirtle's Wartortle evolution, or even Wartortle's Blastoise evolution. And you, Pokemon Trainer, are probably not too interested in the extensive permissions the game requires. It really needs to know a lot about you for the geocaching to work and be engaging. But those permissions are interested in you. Police in O'Fallon, Missouri, say muggers have used a combination of social media and geolocation data to target absorbed and inattentive players. Philadelphia cops are also warning of Pokemon Go-connected robberies. Ash, Serena, Misty, and Red were unavailable for comment. And it's unclear whether police will be Mirandizing muggers they collar with the words, I choose you. You have the right to remain silent. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire.
the IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. And joining me once again is Dr. Charles Clancy. He's director of the Hume Center for National Security and Technology. They're part of Virginia Tech. Um, Dr. Clancy, I, I, there's there's a lot of concern with, with privacy of data, particularly with, concerning the Internet of Things and medical data and, and data in the cloud. This is an area where you're doing research there at the Hume Center, correct? Uh, yes, we are. Significant growth of, of data within the Internet of Things uh, is, is creating significant opportunities for uh, new industries. Uh, for example, as we see the growth of, of Smart Grid, uh, it's incentivizing uh, power operators to push their data to the cloud in order to uh, use big data techniques to uh, more efficiently manage uh, the, the grid itself and get more efficiencies out of the grid. Um, so there's a significant financial incentive for companies to begin to push data to the cloud. Uh, but at the same time, this creates a potential threat vector for cyber risk. We're, we're seeing some very interesting research in the area of homomorphic encryption, uh, which essentially allows you to encrypt that data before you send it to the cloud. Uh, and the cloud operator uh, and, and the owners of the infrastructure never actually are able to see the data. However, you're able to execute uh, encrypted operations on the data and get back an encrypted result that only you are able to decrypt. Uh, this basic new technique is uh, not yet efficient. Uh, there's still orders of magnitude slowdown in using homomorphic encryption, but it's a promising tool that I think that it could unlock significant potential in terms of uh, privacy-preserving analytics within the cloud. So what about the aspects of this dealing with the medical industry? Well, certainly uh, compliance uh, with, with frameworks such as HIPAA require protection of data in the cloud, uh, but we're seeing entirely new applications, particularly in the area of genomic medicine, where uh, services like 21andMe will allow you to sequence your own uh, DNA. Uh, and there are services that allow you to just essentially put your DNA in the cloud for researchers to use for, for medical research. Uh, while this is, this is really exciting, it opens a lot of opportunity for data to be available to researchers. It also is, is a significant vector for compromising privacy. Whereas you as an individual may feel comfortable sharing that data, uh, you must realize that your uh, DNA breakdown is 50% co correlated with that of your parents and 25% correlated with uh, that of your siblings. Uh, and therefore, uh, not only are you compromising your own data by putting it in the cloud, uh, you're perhaps compromising the privacy of, of your, uh, your relatives. Uh, so some of these new approaches to homomorphic encryption actually allow you to encrypt that data in such a way that it would not negatively impact your privacy or the privacy of your family members, but still allow medical researchers the ability to execute queries against it that they could use uh, to look for biomarkers uh, for cancer, uh, as an example. All right. Fascinating stuff. Dr. Charles Clancy, thanks for joining us. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. 
Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber. And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. Hey, listeners. We're always looking for ways to improve the N2K CyberWire network and maintain the intelligence-driven news experience that keeps you in the know on the latest developments in cybersecurity. We've launched our 2024 audience survey and would love for you to take a few minutes to share your feedback. And hey, there's even a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card if you complete the survey. Visit cyberwire.com survey. That's cyberwire.com survey and share your feedback now. And now a word from our sponsor, SpyCloud, the leader in operationalizing cybercrime analytics. Traditional threat intelligence is a thing of the past. Cyber criminals are stealing vast amounts of credentials, session cookies, and financial data every day, and it's hard to keep up. SpyCloud is the trusted partner businesses turn to to fully understand their darknet exposure risk and neutralize threats before it's too late. SpyCloud alerts your organization as soon as an employee or customer's data appears on the dark net, so you can act faster than bad actors to prevent cyber attacks like ransomware, session hijacking, account takeover, and online fraud. With insights from the industry's largest repository of recaptured data, protect the digital identities and systems most important to your business. Get your free corporate darknet exposure report at spycloud.com slash cyberwire and see what information criminals have in their hands today. That's spycloud.com slash cyberwire.